0: and welcome to the Dyslexia Awareness Week podcast with me, your host, Miss Knight. Um, if you're not sure who I am, I live in academic support. Um, so do drop by and say hello. Um, I'm here to um, talk to you about Dyslexia Awareness Week uh, 2021, which um, is happening from the Monday the 4th of October to um, the 10th of October. So just a week to really raise uh, awareness of Dyslexia and um, going through the theme of uh, 2021's Dyslexia Awareness Week, which is uh, invisible dyslexia, which is um, the theme. So, um, coming up on today's podcast, um, we're going to be talking about uh, what dyslexia is, um, the theme for Dyslexia Awareness Week, um, the link to ADHD, and some other co occurring differences like dyspraxia. And in between, I'm going to play some music. Uh, as well from some dyslexic artists, so um, I will get started with that now actually, and play uh, the first song, which is um, "Holler Back Girl" by uh, Gwen Stefani. Um, Gwen Stefani is uh, dyslexic, and um, she she went to art school actually before she became a musician, but uh, she dropped out uh, because uh, well she she wanted to be a musician, but um, her, her dyslexia sort of it gave her the strength to write songs um, really creatively. So that's how her dyslexia really, really helped her um, just in, in life and in her musicianship. Um, so here it is. Uh-huh, this All the girls feel like. Welcome back to the podcast for Dyslexia Awareness Week. Um, This next part of the podcast is talking about what dyslexia is, um, because um, not everybody knows what dyslexia is and what characteristics of dyslexia uh, there are, because it takes quite a few different forms. So um, dyslexia is a a neurological uh, learning difference, as I like to say, and uh, it it has uh, an impact to uh, affect people during education in the workplace and uh, in everyday life Um, so I mean everyone's unique everyone's got their own experience of dyslexia it can be mild um, like mild to severe dyslexia you might just have a few difficulties of like reading and spelling or it might really uh, affect you or somebody um, and really affects like working memory and organisation and it might also occur with other learning differences such as um, ADHD uh, dyspraxia or um, developmental coordination disorder as it's now known as so um, there are lots of different um, co-occurring differences that might also um, impact the severity of um, your dyslexia Um, so dyslexia can run in families and it's a lifelong condition so you um, if you've got it um, it, you know it doesn't tend to go away I mean the, the symptoms of it may you know if you've got support um, they may um, uh, reduce as you progress in life and uh, if you've again if you've got the right support um, you can develop really good uh, coping strategies. Just to say as well that there are are so many positives to dyslexia and thinking differently because dyslexia affects more like the way you think. Dyslexia doesn't actually impact IQ so it doesn't affect your general intelligence um, which is important to remember. Um, It just affects how you think, the way that you might think about things Um, but It's also important to know that um, dyslexic people, they show strengths in different areas, such as like reasoning, visual and creative fields. So you might know people with dyslexia who are really good at art and drama, music, dance, um, because they... Use a bit less um, like reading, writing and spelling and then more sort of creative, more kinesthetic topics that um, some people tend to prefer. So um, dyslexia, um, it's a learning difference that really primarily affects reading and writing. um, But it also affects like how you you process information, uh, how quickly you can pick up information how quickly you can work with information in in your head like it might affect like if you're doing a mental maths test it might affect your working memory or your ability to hold numbers in your head and work with them like adding taking away in your head so it might affect the speed of how well that you process information so dyslexic people can tend to uh, have difficulty yep, remembering information they see in here uh, which can then impact on learning learning and how you pick up literacy and language skills um, so that might impact on how well you might do in english um and also like organizational skills so um you might forget to check your emails you might forget to check that your preps um you might just need like a a checklist to see you know what do i need to do today what do i need to remember this morning have i got my surface have i got my surface pen um so there are quite a few um difficulties that um might occur as um, as a result of having dyslexia, not just reading and spelling. So 10% of the population are believed to be dyslexic. So if they're like... 66 million people in the uk that is quite a lot of people living with dyslexia so it does affect quite a large proportion of people living in the uk and again as i've uh, already said um, it doesn't affect iq or intelligence um so it is important to remember that but it can make you feel like um behind your your peers in class um so with that in mind I'm just going to go through a, a few well-known people uh, with dyslexia who you might have heard of before um, so um, Adele Tracy is a, a, an athlete for, for team GB um, and she's uh, struggled with dyslexia and she says um, it's definitely a barrier having dyslexia um, but it can also be a superpower and help you see like the you know the good things that you do like be that in sport or art or music okay um molly king who i believe is the singer of the saturdays so um she also has dyslexia and she's also a radio dj um, and she says there are so many positives to being dyslexic it's just about finding out what your strength is um, and R- Rory Cowlam, better known as Rory the Vet from TV, hmm, maybe you guys might know that a bit better than me. So he says dyslexia doesn't have to be a barrier to learning if it is understood and identified early. So if you can get the right support, then it's not necessarily a barrier to what you want to do. Other... be um, dyslexic ambassadors are a chap called claude williams who's a, an entrepreneur so uh, whether or not you know him he's dyslexic and he's gone on to be an entrepreneur you know own a business which is a really really positive achievement so uh, he says that people with dyslexia have much to offer the world but without the right systems in place our talents are wasted okay so it is important to have um, the right support um, to develop those coping mechanisms Okay, and there's another um, award winning businessman, uh, Leighton Denny, MBE. Um, He says, I believe dyslexia can be a gift and I'm living proof that you should not give up on any child. So um, don't give up is a key message from that. Um, there are other uh, famous uh, dyslexics such as uh, John Lennon from the Beatles. I don't know if um, anybody has uh, seen photos of him, but he actually wore, um, before he passed away, uh, like, tinted glasses so he used to wear like purple and like blue tinted glasses or really round um, frames that he used to wear um, to help him uh, read his own sort of songwriting lyrics he's a fantastic songwriter so um, that really helped him to be able to read um, from a different colored background um, when he had his glasses on so speaking of the Beatles uh, I'm going to put on one of the, the classic Beatles songs called uh, I Saw Her Standing There. It's a really upbeat number, so do enjoy. Welcome back to the Dyslexia Awareness Week podcast uh, with me Miss Knight from Academic Support. Um, I've just been talking about um, dyslexia and what it is and um, our theme for Dyslexia Awareness Week which is um, Invisible Dyslexia which I'll go on to talk about in a moment. Um, But before I do I just wanted to signpost where you might go for help um, if you think you have dyslexia. Or if you think a friend might be dyslexic, um, if you notice a few things that they might do or say or, you know, if they need help with their work and they're asking you for like the answers to things or they're asking you for help with work. um, Here's where you might be able to go. Um, So uh, obviously you can come to academic support and you can talk to me, Miss Knight or Mrs. Opie. We're always willing to help. Um, And also, um, if you want to go online to look at advice uh, online, you can go uh, on the British Dyslexia Association website, BDA Dyslexia. Um, Childline does offer some resources. Um, Young Minds, mental health charity for children and young people. If dyslexia or anyone with a learning difference might be struggling with their mental health, you can look on uh, Young Minds. Dot org. uk and uh, of course the mental health charity Mind as well. This is really good resources um, that might be helpful. So I mentioned earlier that um, checklists are really good to have um, if you're dyslexic to help remind you of uh, what you need to do just in daily life, whether or or not it be work or um, organising something that you might need. Um, and the uh, British Dyslexia Association. Um, if you type that in on Google. You might be able to download some dyslexia checklists or come to academic support and I can always uh, help you with that. but just going on to the next part of the podcast um, I talking about really the link between uh, dyslexia ADHD which affects quite a large number of, um, of, of students in a lot of schools and it's, it's quite a common uh, co-occurring difference so um, ADHD there are, they tend to be difficulties with uh, organisation um, processing information like trying to put tasks in order break tasks down into small chunks and it can really um, have uh, an, an impact especially if you have dyslexia and you know you've got um, reading writing sort of proofreading difficulties there so um, so there is definitely help available um, as I said before come to academic support if you if you want some help and advice but um, ADHD can be very um, it, it can be difficult to have you know with dyslexia and um you might need some more support with uh organization skills you know checking emails breaking down tasks into small chunks um you might hyper concentrate on on a particular task um and then you might sort of lose Sight of what's going on around you, um, which can be quite overwhelming. So um, do be careful as well. Um, if you know somebody who might be overwhelmed, you might think, oh my, you know, oh my goodness, I'm really worried about my friend. Um, you know, they they having difficulty with their learning, or um, I'm helping them out with their homework. You know, quite a lot. Um, so I wonder if there might be something going on there. So it's it's worth also thinking about the link between dyslexia and an. ADHD, if you know your friend might seem a bit hyper focused on particular subjects or topics that may be a bit overwhelming for them that um they could use the extra support um so yes just on um the next topic uh, i'm going to go on to talk about um the theme of dyslexia awareness week now um but now i'm going to just put on another uh, tune for us for uh yeah a dyslexic uh, artist so um here it is sometimes i feel like throw my hands up in the air
1: i know i can count on you
2: Sometimes I feel like saying Lord I just don't care But you've got the love I need to see me through
0: Sometimes it seems the Lord is just too wrong Anything go No matter what I do Oh and It seems like the life is just Okay welcome back to Dyslexia Awareness Week podcast. Uh, I am Miss Knight from Academic Support um, and I'm just going to really quickly um, talk to you about um the theme for dyslexia awareness week um so the theme is uh invisible dyslexia and this really um this is really important because um dyslexia can't be seen it is like it's it's almost like a hidden uh learning difference so it's not entirely obvious when you see somebody um if they have dyslexia um and the same can be seen for uh, can be said for somebody um Um, with ADHD or dyspraxia. So um, it's important to be mindful that you might not always see dyslexia. So um, there are lots of challenges of having dyslexia, including like reading, writing, spelling difficulties. And that's only some of the difficulties there. Um, And some people, be it be um, students at school or adults, they might feel that their struggles are are unseen and they think, "Mm, okay, well, I need help. So where do I go for help? So, um, because dyslexia isn't visible, um individuals might feel unsupported, school or work, unwanted and invisible to people that might think you know no one's paying attention to the fact that i've you know I'm really struggling and i you know I really need help so um people with dyslexia might feel difficulty to keep up with their work uh, with friends and at school, especially in areas like literacy, the humanities, um, RS, history, geography, where there's a lot of essay writing, um, where, you know, the difficulties might become a bit more apparent. Um, And also, not only people's, but it might, um, dyslexia might make uh, adults feel quite like um, they don't quite belong, um, and they might feel a bit outcasted or different. So, there is that mental health um, element as well. So um, as I said before, so dyslexia, it often goes hand in hand with other uh, invisible challenges like mental health difficulties. You might, people might think, oh, you know, I'm really not very good at these subjects. I'm finding it hard to keep up with my work. I'm finding it hard to be organised. This is making me feel, you know, like I need help with with mental health support. You know, I might need some counselling um, and like, there might be other invisible challenges such as discrimination or like adhd um, or autism or dyspraxia so um, those underrepresented groups of those like co-occurring groups like adhd autism dyspraxia might also feel um, like lost and invisible um, to people around them. So it is really important to acknowledge the theme of visibility in in the community of these learning differences um, with a particular focus on um, dyslexia um, for Dyslexia Awareness Week. Um, so we need to highlight the importance of mental health, increase the visibility of underrepresented groups, increase the visibility of um, dyslexia, like, or raise the issue of dyslexia being overlooked. So it's really important that we acknowledge, you know, that we're highlighting the, import- the importance of mental health, dyslexia, these underrepresented co-occurring learning difference groups. And we're really raising the issue of um, dyslexia being overlooked. Nobody should be forgotten and everybody should have access to the right support. Um, and that's very important. So do speak up, do seek help, um, because uh, it's important that um, at school, uh, especially, that you are able to access the right support to help continue your educational uh, careers um, or whatever you go on t- um, to do after your time at Wellington. So um, I'm going to leave you um, with, well, as well as our lovely podcast guest spot by um, by Mr Owen. I'm going to leave you with uh, one of my own original songs now actually because um, I'm actually a musician as well the singer of my band uh, is, is dyslexic and uh, she, she found it really, she's Really, quite difficult to uh, communicate through like written form, through like text messages, um, and through some of her song lyrics. But she was such an incredible and still is an incredible songwriter that, you know, her songs have hit the charts um, in America and. It, it, it's amazing to see the things that she's um, gone on to do just on her own being dyslexic and it's just incredible to see the creativity and the achievements that people with dyslexia can go on to do so uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, London Town by uh, a, a girl band um, that I was in um, called Lips a few years ago before our name change um, and I hope you enjoy uh, this song thank you very much Song that sums it up for what it is We just can't be told Okay, so this part of the Dyslexia Awareness Week podcast is with uh, one of our very own teachers here at Wellington, um, the very lovely Mr. Owen. So uh, thank you very much for joining me at Jukebox uh, today.
1: That is a pleasure.
0: <laughs> um, I've just got some questions just to ask, just like, let's have a chat about dyslexia because it's good to talk about dyslexia and how uh, how people have like grown up with it, if they have... Um, and how, like, how we can cope with it at school, university, or at work. So, um, do you mind if I just start off by asking, um, when did you find out that you had dyslexia? Um,
1: I was quite lucky. So, when I when we, I moved to London, when I was about five or six, and went to a new school, and I just had this awful experience where they, I think they looked at me and thought, "Does this child know anything? Um, can he write the alphabet?" And I still remember trying to write, like in each page of a little, little book A and a big A and a small A and a big B mm. and I'm just looking at it thinking it's just that's horrific that's not what I intended at all mm. um, that was my first experience moving to London and after about a few weeks some lovely teacher called Miss Barella went to, to spoke to my mother and said has it occurred to you that he might be dyslexic um, so that, at that point I went for a diagnosis and they said yes he's dyslexic um, that's the reason why he can't right normally.
0: Right, wow, right, wow. So um, at quite a young age then. It yeah, was which is great, good. which is
1: quite, um, so that was, you know, way back in the early 80s when dyslexia was still fairly new and slightly mm-hmm. just another word for, you know, being a bit stupid or a bit thick. There was a sort of the general understanding. Mm-hmm. So I was really lucky to be at that school and the following school, um, my prep school, where they had someone to help um, and took it seriously and who uh, really helped.
0: Oh, wow. It, it's good that you had the support though in school um, for your dyslexia and it's really interesting because um, there is that stigma of oh, if I've got dyslexia it means I'm stupid but actually no um, because dyslexia doesn't affect IQ um, it just means that you learn that you might learn a bit differently to somebody else and your brain hmm. might just be wired a different way it might take you a bit longer to learn something or you might learn just in a completely different way to somebody else so it's important especially for some of our people. People is to really acknowledge um, that um, you're definitely not stupid because it doesn't. Mm. Uh,
1: and I think, I mean, I think what's, what is true though is that the way our education system set up, for, for better or worse, means that dyslexics, I think, struggle most at the beginning and in the early years. So things like writing, spelling are really difficult, and everything depends on that. So it's hard not to. It's hard to escape the sensation that you are a bit thick because mm. everyone else can do those things. That's what you're being measured by. So my experience very much was being in the bottom sets and yeah. struggling um, and finding everything hard. And then as it went on, I found it easier and things came together. And then, probably for, it might, for, for me, it was probably around the lower six when suddenly the, all the, all the sort of benefits of being dyslexic kick in. But then I think they don't kick in until later. So I think for people who are dyslexic, it's hard to escape that sense of the rest of the world is just mm. cleverer than you and you can't do something that's, that looks pretty simple for, 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 for everyone else. Wow.
0: Thank you for sharing like your early um, experiences. So, um, can I just ask, like, how did you find learning at school? Um, like, going from um, prep school, like, to senior school, and like, um, what was challenging about about learning at school? What did you find challenging?
1: Um, I think uh, probably two things. So, one, just writing and spelling. In um, spelling in English is obviously difficult. It's one reason why I love Spanish because it's much easier to, to spell. Um, but I think dyslexics often speak of a kind of a fog um, where it's just quite hard to see your journey through the fog to where you want to get to. So it, that might be when you're getting from the beginning of the word to an end of the word, you just somehow get lost in the middle. And it might be similar for, say, a mass problem where you're trying to from your starting point to the end point, you've got a really good idea of where you want to be, but somehow the middle gets quite foggy. So you have to concentrate incredibly hard not to lose your way as you're going through. That was that was my experience, effectively, of the difficulty. Um, so, yeah, and I can't remember the second part of the question. Sorry, Paul Oh, um,
0: just like, what were the challenges um, of uh, learning? But you've gone on to talk about those. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's, that's I think that's the experience and what you find difficult. Um, but I, But I suppose the... You know what? The other part of that that I probably hinted at was the. So, so often you have an idea of where the answer should be, so you can kind of quite intuitively feel what the answer is. I um, mean, it's why often um, dyslexic get get a hard time from teachers when they say you know you need to show you're working. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the problem is it's quite hard to 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 get to the end and hold everything in your head and write down your working. You just have an idea if you know where the answer is and you just have to get there quickly. Mm. So it's easy not to bother writing down your working, but then you get you get told off by your math teachers for not for not showing it. So you almost have to get to the end and then fill in the middle bit afterwards, um, mm. which, is, which is strange, but I think it's to do with the way our brain is wired.
0: It is interesting to think about Dyslexia affecting like working memory and be able to hold information in your head and get to the end of, of a question, get to the end of you know showing um, a piece of working out, and it, it must be really hard, especially going you know to like GCSE maths or even A level maths for those who do it, but, and obviously like the more academic mm. sort of literacy based subjects.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I think you just you just have to concentrate really hard. So I think mm. you know one which is which is annoying, but actually it teaches you to to concentrate really hard which is a a brilliant thing so um, uh, that comes in useful in other areas of life because you've just got so much better at concentrating in order to compensate or to hold things in your head Um, so I'm a big believer in you know I'm really grateful that I'm dyslexic because it's it's helped hugely Mm -hmm. um, uh, even if you have to struggle quite a lot to start with
0: Thank you. Um, And, like, what are your coping strategies for dyslexia, or or what were your coping strategies at school?
1: um again so i was i was hugely lucky in that at um i don't remember too much before i went to prep school but i think they must have helped me there and then at prep school there was um this lovely um, Welsh lady called the family evans and we used to go off to her sort of special room where we got taught to spell and she had different mm-hmm. tactics and we had a nice file facts to put things in um so that support um meant that i could keep up um and then at uh boarding school at sort of uh the school that I went to after that, equivalent of Wellington, and um, there probably wasn't much support. But I think that early intervention was enough for me, um, and it was probably still, in fact, you know, that, that school was probably behind my quite a long way behind my practical in terms of support. I remember when applying to, I wanted to apply to to, to top university and my housemaster, master said, um, probably better not, best not put down your dyslexic, because you know, they mm. probably just won't won't like that. So, so things have changed since then. But mm. so, I, no no help at all, I think, at my boarding school after my my practice school.
0: Wow. It's, it's interesting to see how far we've come since then is that a lot of um, like potential employers and universities actually um, you know, let you disclose if you um, have a learning difference. Mm. So, um, And then um, you might get an email from admissions saying, oh, just to let you know, we're here to support you through the application process if- um, Yeah, I know, yeah, loads of support yeah. and give
1: you laptops and all sorts of one yeah. of things. Brilliant. Yeah. No, I'm very jealous of this yeah. generation. Um, yeah.
0: Great. Um, Thank you. So, um, and you've already touched on this already, but how do you feel now about dyslexia and um, the... How it can potentially um, like impact peoples positively at, um, at at Wellington, for example. But I think.
1: I mean, I think one of the, I think what I would say to people who are dyslexic is it's, is it's brilliant. N- not only because you you have to compensate, I think there's lots of ways in which it benefits you. One one is as you concentrate and think hard, the the other side of your brain tends to kick in, which is more creative, and you end up um, uh, making imaginative leaps that you wouldn't have made otherwise. So persisting really works. The other thing that I was reading about fairly recently was the way that our, our brains are wired differently, that the the, the, the cell structures are, are, are further apart um, if you're dyslexic, which is, which is quite weird. I think that explains possibly something to do with the lack of working memory. Mm-hmm. But also what you find is dyslexics will make connections with other parts of their brains a long way away from the thing that they're thinking about um and it's thought that this is probably the reason why there's lots of uh entrepreneurs who are dyslexic or like lots of engineers because again you're putting together things in, in in 3d space um or a lot of surgeons might have dyslexia so there's lots of professions and areas of life which are particularly creative um, and often you might have a moment um, if you're dyslexic where you Will just suddenly have an idea and you'll think and you'll, lots of things uh would join up together and amazingly you, you can do a brain scan you can see the whole brain lighting up when someone has that mm-hmm. sort of eureka moment so um um so so i think it's it's really exciting to know that you are more capable of those kind of thoughts um and for instance for me it was only when i got to the sixth form when i started that was math maths was okay because i was well taught i did did languages and ancient history um, and you suddenly find that actually when you're dealing with big text you can bring ideas in from all the different parts of the text and suddenly you find that you're ahead of people that, that, that you'd always sort of felt a bit intimidated by it because they could they could spell and you realize that spelling's not the most important thing anymore, mm. that actually being dyslexic gives you a massive advantage in terms of putting text together or being creative or being imaginative or being an engineer or dealing with things in 3D space. So, so the message is, is hold on, it may be difficult at the moment but the benefits are, are there and there's more and more professions that are looking for dyslexics. In fact, MIT in the States describe dyslexia as the, uh, the MIT disease because they have so many dyslexics mm-hmm. there. So, um, so, so it's a great benefit if you can get through the tough stuff.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Um, and Do you have anything to add um, at, at the end of our chat now um, that you might want to say to anyone, uh, Wellington, that might be um, struggling with dyslexia?
1: Um, no, uh, do 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 come and have a chat if you like. I'm always always mm. fascinated by it and, and and thinking. If you do Spanish, remember to sound out. Sounding out sounds a bit babyish. Uh, really underrated. It's brilliant to do. Anyway, no no other no other deep thoughts. I think that's pretty much it.
0: Okay, thank you, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Owen, and um, uh, stay tuned for the next part of our Dyslexia Awareness Week podcast. Thank you. Okay, our next special guest on the Dyslexia Awareness Week podcast is Mr. Sutton, um, housemaster of the Stanley. Um, So thank you so much for joining us um, here today. Um, I've just got some questions to ask you just about um, your own experiences having dyslexia. Um, It's really good to get an insight as to um, how teachers at the school have um, or are coping, living with dyslexia. Um, um, so uh, I'm just gonna ask you some questions now if that's okay just as like a informal chat So like tell me um, when did you find out that you had dyslexia?
2: So I think the first time i I think I've sort of realized that you know, maybe something wasn't right there was possibly when I was probably about eight years old um, and then it was my sort of maths teacher who first sort of suggested to my parents you know to possibly go and get sort of tested for dyslexia um, really because I, I sort of struggled to, to relay numbers um, but also a couple of that was also my um, sort of spelling and reading really had real difficulties you know from an early age um, actually being able to to read I was you know one of the last in the in my year group to to sort of tackle reading and um, you know was was quite far behind uh, compared to compared to my peers so yeah I would say I was about sort of eight years old when it came there and I was tested and then sort of diagnosed with, with having dyslexia.
0: And can you talk to me about your experiences um, at, at school and how you found learning um, so like what did you find challenging?
2: Um, at first I think when I was sort of eight years old, I didn't really, really know really what it was. I just had some sort of extra lessons to help me. Um, but it probably wasn't until I was at secondary school um, where I think I really noticed it. And it was, you know, for me, it was things. it was number dyslexia, um, very much so remembering numbers, uh, absolute nightmare when someone reads out numbers and trying to sort of, whether it was a phone number or or just numbers in class, that was really, really challenging. Um, I sort of hid from that a little bit and, um, would sort of make up excuses or, um, as to why, um, you know, I w- wouldn't do a certain prep or, you know, couldn't answer a question in class. I would make up excuses and leave, leave the class when I knew potentially the teacher might ask me, um, a question, um, it, with, with English, uh, and sort of any reading I fa- I found reading re- quite difficult uh to do Uh, incredibly slow um to to read any sort of set texts in you know for for my GCSEs but also for any of my A-level subjects um as well uh and I think also what was challenging was sometimes being asked to sort of read out in class and and things and you know, your, your peers obviously laughing, obviously struggling over over certain words, um, obviously not really flowing particularly well when when speaking as well. So, um, yeah, that was probably the hardest thing was, was obviously my maths and English in terms of the reading and the, and the numbers. But actually, what was was challenging was sort of hiding it from from my peers and not wanting them to know um, what had you know, why I was potentially not doing particularly well in, in school at that time um, there as well.
0: Thank you. Um, so how do you feel now about having dyslexia?
2: How I feel about having sort of dyslexia now? Um, I think for me, it's about having really solid preparation, um, you know, in in the role I currently do, whether it's teaching in the classroom, it's, you know, I know I'm talking in front of a, of a big group of people or you know especially in the house environment and talking to, you know to the boys or talking to parents it's it's being prepared it's practicing it's uh going over you know big words it's it's rehearsing your speech as well to, to make sure that you you are prepped um sometimes i fear if i'm not prepped that's potentially when the most amount of mistakes happen and probably this is a classic example not being is prepped for for coming here and talking about the sexy i thought actually it'd be more authentic just to sort of speak speak from the heart but um you know sometimes having that dyslexia being prepared you know being organized is is something which um i think really helps um so huge advice if you know to to make sure you're organized and, and and prepared um on that front
0: thank you um can you tell me some like positive aspects or achievements um that your dyslexia has given you
2: I think it goes back to sort of hard work, really. Um, I realised that I had to work harder um, than maybe some others just to there. And I think that, that actually, that determination, that motivation to, to always keep, to better yourself. Sometimes it was to make sure that I was, felt I was on a par with some of my peers, but actually really it was just a way in which I felt I could, you know, having that, I, it made me work harder. Um, which I think is a real positive, and I think it 's got me to where i am uh, am today um uh, and realizing it's it 's not a weakness, I think at first I was, and I was really embarrassed, especially as I was growing up, but actually now in in a weird way quite quite proud that i I have dyslexia and actually have now you know got to where i am um that 's the hard work determination um has come through on that
0: thank you is is there anything else that you'd like to add
2: well i would to say those who haven't got dyslexia to be really understanding and just be open and, and you know not judge on it and be and be supportive uh, I had one friend who was incredibly supportive when uh, I was um, you know sort of going through that stage of sort of really sort of understanding about it um, uh, and those older students who've got it and in in the school I think can be, act as really positive role models to to, to, the younger years as well. And, and to drop that stigma, I mean, you only have to look, there's some fantastically talented individuals and very successful people who, who've had dyslexic, uh, have been just, dis- you know, who have dyslexia. And, uh, I think, you know, that's for me. Um, yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Sutton, um, for being here with us today and, uh, talking about your dyslexia and your experiences. Um, And thank you to everybody for listening to the Dyslexia Awareness Week podcast. Um, Just a reminder to um, reach out if you need support, come to academic support if if you need um, to speak to anybody. And uh, I hope that you have a lovely uh, rest of your day.